This is Actor Self Coach, the actor's resource for emotional well-being. This is your phenomenal life. Know this. There's nothing you can't do. There's no problem you can't solve if you learn to manage your mind. So let's go. Hello to everyone and welcome to episode 24, Equal Airtime for Actors. So this is a tool for your emotional well-being toolkit. I'm sure you have one. Maybe keep it in the back of your closet. Uh, One of the simplest ones, and I really hope you take it to heart. And although it's simple, it can be used when you have big problems and when you have minor frustrations. And don't we all have both? So as the name suggests, it involves equal thought work on both sides of the problem. And when I say work, it doesn't mean it takes even longer than a minute. You can apply equal airtime to something that really vexes you that might take some time to work through or perhaps a coach to help work through or the simplest inconvenience in your day. It's not for positive thinking necessarily. It's not for ignoring what's going wrong. It's not for finding fault with yourself. It's just another way that you might practice using your prefrontal brain and having it override your primitive brain, which always wants to find the problem in life. So as you know by now, my faithful listeners, I like to give a little definition and then the process and then a few examples that my fellow actors might find useful. So equal for our purposes is just the sense of giving equivalent time to the, quote, other side, end quote. And the other side will be whatever's not what you're thinking right now. It could be another person. It could be things you've seen, things you've witnessed, any sort of input that's not your current thinking. So airtime is a phrase I'm going to use in order to establish that our thoughts, with all the importance they have, which is vital, vital importance, and all the world-changing things that happen because of someone's thoughts, these thoughts live and die in the air. They're available to all of us. This is free to us, this equal airtime. So our minds, and as artists, I believe we can picture this, can live inside us and outside us. As if what we see out there in the world commingles with what is inside us through life circumstances, nature, nurture, talent, and this marriage becomes our prefrontal thoughts. So, when we have a dilemma, I just really like that word dilemma. I don't like the dilemma so much, but I think the word is pretty good. If we truly don't see a quick way forward, if we truly don't know what our choice would be, you might start with equal airtime. So you know the problem you have. Now give the same amount of time thinking about the other side, whatever that means to you. So let's take an audition gone wrong, which means one that didn't go the way you wanted it to go. Now, and that doesn't always mean you wanted to get the job. Sometimes we read for things and are conflicted. Have you ever had that happen where you don't get it or you get the call back but not the offer and you're just a little bit relieved? 
And maybe you had misgivings in the room with some notes you were given. Maybe you have heard things about the director or producing organization you didn't like. Maybe you had a life event, someone's wedding or long-planned trip that would be disrupted if you booked it, or maybe there was another job you wanted even more and you couldn't do both. So at any rate, not every audition we know is about booking the role, that particular role at that particular time. We may also just want to get in front of the director, those producers, that casting director, because we love and respect their body of work. We want to be seen by them. Equal airtime. You audition. Now let's pretend, let's be old school and say you were in the room. You hear them laughing, and it was a funny side, so you wanted to hear them laughing. And there's small talk at the end of your audition, which you feel good about, and you leave the room. And as you gather your things outside the room, the next actor, and let's again have imagination run wild and decide they're better looking, they're more fit, they're more dynamic, they're exactly what the breakdown ordered whatever we're going to make this superhuman actor be, whatever thought about them you could have that would diminish your thoughts about yourself. Let's say you're having those. This superhuman person goes into the room and everyone waiting outside, including you, hears squeals of celebration as this performer is greeted with love by everyone in the room. And you're just, you know, zipping your bag up, changing your shoes putting your earbuds in. Now you, so you have thoughts. <laughs> you know, I think I've certainly experienced this. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you're one of the few that hasn't. But anyway, so, so you walk into the elevator or down the street into the subway or over to your car. You have thoughts about this moment in your day. And everything about your audition is seen now through the lens of they love this other person. No matter what good work you did in the room, your brain is now not going to that. It's going to they love this other person, and you're just seeing everything through that lens. And this stays with you as you head home or on to another audition or to a bar. You might call someone or text about it. You can't let it go. Equal airtime. Give some thought to the other side of this event. The producer's table could be nice people who care about people they already know. Now let's call it the table from now on. So the table could be seeing this person as a favor and want them to feel appreciated rather than a polite must-see situation. This person could be a wonderful person to party with but not right for the role. This person could have worked with them many times and they really want to change but still love them. So the table could want a change. They could want to not work with them, but they could still love them. And they could still celebrate them and squeal when they go in the door. So you see how this is working, right? By fixating on the actor after you, you navigated your brain into a negative space where your primitive brain just loves to go. Danger. Threat is everywhere. So equal airtime gives your prefrontal adult brain the opportunity to say, wait a minute, (laughs) let's not give any more time to that. And if you do, we have to spend roughly the same amount of time on great reasons the event happened. And this is important because these little moments add up and they fill us with doubt about our work which doesn't help us become better actors or better able to care for our well-being. 
It just gives our primitive brain another win, another chance to prove to us that we are in a threatened position. Danger. And remember, it's just doing what our wiring is supposed to do. The primitive brain's job is to do that, find the danger. It's just protecting us from starvation and death because we needed this job. Yes, it is, it is that dramatic. The high drama brain, we could call it. So let's take another example, shall we? Let's say you run into a fellow actor on the street, someone you respect, and you know they saw a TV show you did that just aired and they don't say anything about it or your work. And you have thoughts like, they hated the scene. I was too braggy posting about it. This is this where your mind goes. And later in the day, you find yourself coming back to the interchange. Why didn't they just say it was great, whether or not you thought it was? Or, or just say, it was fun to see you in that show. Why did they say nothing? Your brain loops back and back and back. Equal airtime. To stop your brain spinning, your high drama brain wants to see this as separation from the group. Not approved by the group. The other side might look something like... They haven't worked for a while in TV. Perhaps they were feeling self-conscious about that. They may not have liked the show and don't watch it and don't want to bring that up. They may have truly not liked it. So what do you want to make that mean? Does it really matter to you? Is the work of that importance to dwell on it? Does everything we do need to appeal to everyone? And a good question to ask here is, so what? They didn't bring it up. Maybe. Maybe they didn't like it. So what? Maybe you didn't like it. Maybe you needed someone to lie to you about liking. I mean, you know, we, we just play all these games, right? Just be on to that. Be on to what you wanted from them. And maybe it's something you could have given yourself. I loved it. I loved that scene. I loved that TV show I did. It was great. Or, you know, I didn't love the editing. I didn't love the scene. I'm grateful for the money. Moving on. Whatever. Most of us have been on both sides of this. So what? That equal airtime. Don't just dwell on what this lovely person on the street didn't say to you to make you feel better. <laughs> right? That's not their job. We don't know what they were going through in their day. We don't always say what our fellow actors need us to say, right? Every time you spend more than a few minutes on something that loops again and again in your mind, try to interrupt that pattern with equal airtime. Find another way of looking at what happened. It really works. You start to recognize your primitive brain's drama its need to protect us at all costs, and, and it tapers to a more proportional response. For a final example, let's say you're rehearsing a scene, and the director interrupts you when you are trying to reframe a thought and says, I don't have time for this right now, let's start from the top. You may feel your face flush or even a hint of tears or a shard of anger as the other actors see this, hear this, and they go to their starting positions. And this is one that is challenging to navigate because you were right in it. You have to keep going, right? Because we're professionals. It's what we do. But just know that you can note it, a quick mental affirmation that you are safe and that you will think about this later. 
Now, when that later comes, whether it is in the bathroom stall at the next break or back in your home, whatever safe space where you can replay it again, you can tell yourself that you felt embarrassed or hurt, but it is very useful to identify why. You feel embarrassed in our model for self-coaching because of a thought you were thinking. And it might be something like, everyone saw the director shoot me down, or they didn't understand my idea. This always happens to me, and that could be more of a victim choice of a thought. He, she, or they regrets casting me. Oh, our minds can go to town with the thoughts on moments like this. High drama, just come on in. So equal airtime for this could be all actors have these moments when the rehearsal clock is ticking. I knew things felt testy today, and I could have spoken to the director on a break. I felt hesitation before mentioning what was in my head, and now I know to trust that feeling for the next time. Or even you could think, I stand by what I said. It is okay that everyone witnessed and had thoughts about it. So what? Equal airtime can help you let it go, can help you take the tension out. Isn't that a beautiful thing? So why equal airtime works, it deflates the negative thoughts. Because your mind, as amazing as it is, cannot truly focus on both areas at once. It will linger, it will hover on one side with more weight. If you practice seeing the other side when things bother you more than for a few minutes, your brain will be less likely to inflame a circumstance, but rather just note it. Oh, they must know that actor. Remember our first example of that superhuman person, vessel of excellence who went after our audition into the room? What about, they must know that actor. It's as simple as that. Or, I've been greeted that way a few times. It feels great. Or for our other example of meeting a friend appear on the street and them saying nothing about a TV show that just aired that we were in. Okay. They aren't feeling generous today. I know what that feels like. Right, just simple, simple. Or the director interrupting your expression in the rehearsal room. You might come to, that is their power base. So glad it's not mine. I'm going to continue to speak up for myself when I like my reasons. You know, equal airtime is not about seeing the positives in the other side. It can include that, but it's not about that. You're not just trying to reframe everything with rose-colored glasses. It is about exploring for a moment or two other thoughts that you could have about the incident, other ways that are true to you and kind to you. It does not absolve you from true errors in judgment and the human mistakes we all make on this planet, do we not? There will be fails. <laughs> oh, there will be embarrassments. There will be things that feel unfair to the core. But this is just one way to continue to evolve as they happen to us. 
Sometimes you can even just think equal airtime and the frustration starts to abate. And here's the key. You can't go back to the negative interpretation unless you also review a different one. And that might be positive, it might just be different. And that can include a lesson learned. So that can include understanding why someone said something a certain way or behaved a certain way. It doesn't make you right, doesn't make them more right, but it promotes understanding. And if you feel a negative emotion, own it. Shame, embarrassment, frustration, anger. You can own it. But if you're spinning in it, if you're tired of looping back to that same occurrence, that same thought, try equal airtime. Equal airtime is for getting out of spinning. That constant lurch back to thoughts you've had on repeat, which strips your energy and fuels itself. Don't give it more fuel. Try it. It may help you. And that's what I'm here for. Have an amazing week.